Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios. With Mike, Kevin, and Earl, concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here, and you can connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. Tweet, message, email, snap, or mind meld with them right now. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast, and around the world. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio. We're coming to you live from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios. My name is Mike. I will be uh, be the guy, uh, you know, dr- driving us down the, the path today towards the track, the, the, the lead uh, clerk and uh, bottle washer, whatever you want to say. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No <laughs> idea. No idea where I'm going with that, you know, so. We don't either. So, uh, listen, we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. Let me go around the room real quick and introduce you to the Patriots in here with me today because I cannot do it without myself on my right. The right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Dr. Corbin, approve memos, lead a workshop, remember birthdays. So you can't do it without yourself, huh? Is that what I said? Yeah. I'm a little sleepy. <laughs> you little are sleepy. A little bit sleepy today. Uh-huh. I've been Early good. day, huh? Long day so far. Uh, long days all week. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so... Uh, it's uh, it's gonna, it's gonna be uh, this is gonna be entertaining. Gonna be, folks. Gonna be, it's gonna be me very entertaining. Needing your assistance, <laughs> uh, Mr. Earl. Um, uh, in the meantime, folks, if you'll go to the uh, go to the Facebook page, that's the quickest way we figured out why we're sitting here. Go to the Facebook page, which is our, you know, it's facebook.com slash arms room radio. Yeah, you got it. Go there, make some comments, do whatever, and uh, we'll throw that stuff up on the air today, whatever you want to hear. I mean, listen, we got your stuff all week long, and we've picked from that, but uh, whatever you got today, feel free to call me on it. Earl's going to, I know that. So uh, <laughs> we will. Perks uh, of the job, man. Exactly Perks right. of the job. Exactly right. We will, we will, be, uh, we will be happy to uh, involve you in today's program. Uh, and, and listen, uh, you, you know, put, put, uh, put something on You want to call in? I don't know. Maybe we can call in. We'll get some call-ins. Get on their Facebook page and let us know, and uh, you know we'll we'll uh, we'll have our people call your people or whoever that works, and uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do it. You know we'll make it happen. So, hey, uh, on the left uh, would normally be the courtroom assassin, the legal ninja, maximum effort attorney Kevin Maxwell, but uh, he is down in uh, about about two hundred miles away doing some depositions. I guess late yesterday and decided just to to stay there, so he's down in. Uh, He's down in. Uh, That's what pays the bills. Oh yeah, exactly right, exactly right. Yeah, I know he's uh, he's close to where Major Bill is. They're probably hanging out together, laughing. I I, uh, I think I think Bill is is looking for him. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, well, yeah, whoa. yeah, yeah. In, in a good good a good looking for or a bad looking. Well, for? I think it's one of those. Um, 
let's see how much fun we can have before he realizes I'm behind the shenanigans <laughs> kind of fun. <laughs> Sir, please step out of the car. Yeah, over the, over the PA. Yep. Yeah. Now raise your right foot. <laughs> Do the hokey pokey. Yeah, that's it. yeah, yeah. Have a little fun. Have a little fun. So, uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna, to... We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. We'll see, see how it goes. Um, I did... Um, We'll jump in a little story. Well, you know, first off, uh, uh, Earl, how was your week? How how was everything in the in the world of Earl? Very good. I feel kind of a little bit like a pincushion today. Uh oh. I went uh, had uh, another a uh, another treatment of chemotherapy. Okay. But All right. Also, the uh, doctor all wanted to do a CT scan. Okay. And I had to have an IV for Ooh. contrast. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Well, he missed first on the on the <laughs> right arm. Right. <laughs> then he found a vein on the left arm. Uh huh. But it wasn't yours. So it <laughs> no, it was mine. Oh, okay. It was All mine. Right. All right. And then I told him, okay, good. Leave that in because yeah. I'm going to you know, get another transfusion and right. you know, draw blood. Use like, that port, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I want to get stuck as least amount of times as possible. Right, right. And he gave me some plausible BS that, oh, no, they can't use this one again. You know, I've already put stuff in it. You know, it's contaminated. Like, it's in you, right? Yeah. It's in you. So it's yeah. all, good. Uh -huh. all right, I'm just trying. So when I get to the... Uh, blood draw station, you know, dealing with the nurses that I've dealt with a few more times right. and explain the situation. And they're like, yeah, we could have used it. No problem. Don't. We could have flushed it. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm thinking, about, what's the number of the hospital? Yeah. I'm right. calling him up. Yeah, yeah, Here's yeah. Here's an education, dude. Yeah, they can reuse it. I got something for you there, Doc. Got but something for you. They were nice to me. They right. used a much smaller gauge needle than they needed Ooh, to. Okay. <laughs> I, I said something to her. I was like, wow, that, you did that much better than he did. Like, yeah, I used it. Smaller needle. Nice. Was this, now this was treatment two or three of, of the 12. Oh, I'm actually up to uh, number four. Four. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I guess, I guess I, it's uh, just flying by. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, and one, one a month. Yes. What you're doing. One treatment a month. Uh, CT scans. Uh, doctor said about uh, every three to four months just to check yeah. if anything is going on. And right. luckily for me, nothing is going on. That's so. perfect. That's wonderful. Yep. That's exactly that's, a, that's exactly what you want. Yep, exactly what you want. So, excellent, wonderful news, sir. Wonderful news. I'm sure you and all of the Earl family are uh, uh, taking it uh, well because oh, good yeah. news is great news. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's good stuff. Uh, let's see. Uh, what have I done this week? Um, I, I have no clue at this point. <laughs> I've just you know too tired to remember. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just uh, it, you know just whizzes by and uh, there's lots of stuff going. On. Oh, there's. I, I mean, one of the reasons is it's, uh, you know, we're third week into Oktoberfest. And, uh, <laughs> I can't let those celebrations go by. <laughs> so, you know, I may have to be somewhere at 530 in the morning, but that doesn't mean I can't be somewhere at 10 o'clock at night or midnight. So, you got to do oh, what yeah. you got to do. got to do what yeah. you got to do. I'll, you know, and listen, in the, I, I'll treat my body better in the next life. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be, we'll be fine. That Wiener schnitzel isn't going to eat itself, Ooh, huh? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. I'm using my hands, though, so, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a good thing. Good thing. Uh, yeah, there was one at, uh, and it, it's out to the, the neighborhood one over by me. Oh, uh, okay. Oktoberfest. Uh, yeah, I've been to that one. Yeah, yeah. Met, uh, or got to see some people, some old friends and, and all that. And literally just like, oh, hey, you're here. Let's share this event by, okay. you know, standing next to each other as we partake in these beverages and mm -hmm. food items, so. Uh, that was it. That was it. Um, uh, and like we said, uh, Kevin is uh, is down doing a uh, doing some lawyer stuff. He's doing some lawyering. Lawyering. Yep. Yep. Has JD <laughs> will travel. Dang yep, it. Yep, yep, yep. it. Has 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 Juris Doctor will travel. That's that's what he does. He uh, 
He's got some. Uh, he got some. He's got, I got some. He's got some big stuff he's working on. He's a big stuff he's working mm-hmm. on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not just. I'm like, not surprised. Not just you know keeping you and me out of hawk. I mean, I mean, he's got some. <laughs> he's got some real. Some real like Lord, real real he's, cases. He's got know? some real paying clients. Yeah, he's got paying clients. Yeah, exactly right. He's paying clients. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. See, he is him. He's down there with Major Bill. Maybe they are doing something together. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Eric can tell. Eric oh, can tell. Um, you know uh, all that uh, what uh, attorney client privilege stuff. Yeah. Well, we're not either the attorney or the client, so we could probably tell them. We could probably. probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're bound by any rules. Are we bound by any rules? I mean, the bro code. That's about uh, it, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, can't do it. Can't do it. Uh, hey, listen, we do have a we do have a wonderful show for planned for you today. We have uh, we've we got do? some uh, we got some great topics. Um, yeah, I'm trying to get some uh, we get some audio played back on this uh, this. There's this uh, there was a robbery where the bad guy was shot dead, and the, and the family is on the news saying how the it's the clerk should not have had a gun. There's not supposed to be any guns in there. There's a sign that says no guns allowed. How dare the clerk have a gun and shoot the bad guy? Mm. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna we're trying to take a listen to that. So uh, we're in fact uh, if we get that up uh, next next segment, if not, we'll have it the segment after. We're just gonna pull some pull some sooner or later. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so stick around. You're listening to Arms Room Radio. We're coming to you live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. We'll see you after the break. <laughs> Deltec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. 
Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday night special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, you have the right of choice. You have the right to read books others don't like. You have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. You have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast and around the world. Now, here's Mike. The following segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you like bourbon? Do you like America? Then you'll like Boundary Oak Distillery. Go to BoundaryOakDistillery.com to learn more. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Ideal Conceal a Cell Phone Pistol Studios. It's great to be back with you, folks. It's great to be back with you. You know, we did we had some travel recently, and uh, and it's uh, it's been a lot of moving around. So I got to say, it's nice to sit in the studio. It's nice and cool here. It's nice and air conditioned. Soft, comfy chair. It is soft, comfy chair. It feels so good on the uh, on the back of my front. You know, <laughs> so it uh, works works out well. Uh, hey, we did uh, we did uh, able to get the audio for this, but we're going to give you the story first on this uh, clerk shooting. And uh, this was in, uh, I believe it was near Dayton, Ohio. So Dayton, Ohio. And if, uh, if, I, if I've messed that up, we'll find out as we go along in the story. We'll find out together. Uh, the Dollar General store clerk who killed an alleged armed robber, this was this past Wednesday night, said, I shot him in self-defense. Now everything we've seen, we're talking, you know, seeing the police videos, seeing the police in the, you know, uh, uh, media release. And it's, uh, it all looks good. All looks, uh, you know, good shoot, so to speak. Uh, the re- news reports say that the clerk called 911 after the incident. He said, listen, I just had somebody try to attempt and rob me over here at the Do- Dollar General on Gettysburg. I came in with a firearm. He threatened to take money out of the drawer. He pointed a gun at me and my staff members. So this isn't just this, you know, yeah, clerk right. at night. He's got he's got other staff members there. He's, he's looking out for, you know, the, the well-being of other people in the store, you know, the, the defense of those he knows. And again, folks, like we've told you, you're, if you're a carrier, whether it's an open carry or a concealed carry, and you see something like this going on, unless it's you or people you know in trouble, be a good witness. Be a good witness and make yourself safe. Because, listen, I know this is an extreme circumstance. What if you're watching a, I don't know, um, one of those YouTube prank videos? You know, what if oh, you, yeah. you have something like that going on? You know, you, you don't want to go up there and start, you know, throwing lead at them and, uh, and then them have, them have them say, oh, wait, wait, it's a, you know, we're shooting a movie or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. protect you, protect your family. You know, you better be darn sure if you start to to take deadly force that you're justified. So, uh, Dayton Police Sergeant 
Thomas Schlaus indicated that the suspect entered the store around 6.20 p.m., and he confirmed that the bad guy did indeed have a firearm. Clerk said he pointed the gun at me. He said, I had a firearm on me. I pulled my firearm, and I shot him in self-defense. News reports that the suspect tried to flee after being shot, but collapsed just outside the front doors of the store where he was pronounced dead. The suspect was a 23-year-old male up there in a uh, local, local guy. And, uh, you know, with, with quite, quite the rap sheet. From what I understand, quite the rap sheet. Now, this is the this is the facts of the story. Hey, Mike, this happens all the time. You know why why are you bring why bringing this up? Why you know there's been a, this is another uh, good guy wins story. Why why are you yeah? Bringing, I don't see any problem. With yeah, this. yeah. What this is, Mike? We we you know, if we did these stories, Earl, we'd be doing them all day long because we get yeah. all the good guy wins stories. But there's more to the story. But wait, there's more. The uh, the the brother and sister of of Mister uh, Mister Dead Guy, Mister Bad Guy. Got uh, got got there and uh, and talked to the news media. They had a rather interesting point of view on the clerk's actions. Oh yeah. So I, we have some I, audio. I can imagine. Yeah. And it's about a minute, minute two long, minutes long. We're gonna we're gonna let you. Uh, we're gonna take this uh, through and let you. You're gonna hear the news reporter talking to them. You're gonna hear the police doing some comments, and then you're going to hear the brother and sister giving you their point of view on what happened. So here we go. Hi. And they're furious about how it happened. At the end of the day, that's not right. Police say a Dollar General clerk shot and killed 23-year-old Roosevelt, who showed a gun and demanded cash Wednesday. Witnesses indicated that the weapon was brandished and pointed at, at employees. They all, but they say that's, but they say that still actually warrant the clerk's actions. The clerk's actions. Right and wrong is wrong. Right and wrong is wrong. That was wrong for that clerk to shoot my brother in the chest. Yes, he's robbing y'all. Oh, well. Call the police. That's what y'all supposed to do. Y'all not supposed to take matters in y'all own hands. If that's the case, I'm going to take matters in my own hands. Did you catch this? Earl, I'm watching your face during this. I know you have not heard this before. No, I hadn't. I hadn't <laughs> heard that yet. Yeah. It's like, did, he's just robbing the place. Oh, well. He's just, he just, he just robbing the place. You're not supposed to take matters into your own hands. Call the police. Okay. <laughs> you're not supposed to take matters into your own hands. Mm. Call the police. Mm. That's what you're supposed to do. Uh, you know, she uh, she went on, and the brother went on, and and they also said that uh, there's a sign on the door that says "No guns allowed." How come the clerk had a gun? Uh, he's in charge <laughs> of the place. <laughs> so, but they're not supposed to have guns in there. They can't. They shouldn't shoot my brother if they're not allowed to have guns. Mm-hmm. You know, well, the, the brother, your, your, that, your brother brought a gun the in brother, there. The brother that brought in a gun, and they were telling him, "Do not. How can you shoot my brother? You're not supposed to have guns." Mm-hmm. Is that uh, is that not everything we say? Oh yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. how many times? Well, there was a uh, was a I can't remember if it was a straight up home invasion or a burglary, multiple assailants, armed assailants, and the homeowner defended his home with an AR-15, taking out or uh, taking out I think at least two or three of them. You know, I don't remember if all the bad guys did not walk away or not, but then friends and or family members of the bad guys started claiming, well, that was unfair. He shouldn't have had that. Really? Right. Right. Your your child (laughs) and multiple uh, associates of him go into somebody else's house forcefully armed, and you're going to say the homeowner is unfair? It's, uh, it's, it's, there's craziness going on. Yeah, uh, it, it's amazing what you hear. You know that you know these these kind of things. That um, how can they? It's wrong for them to to defend themselves. 
You know, my, my brother wouldn't have killed them or the, the, the burglar would not have killed them or the robber would not have killed them. Kevin has said it many times on here. This is, you know, the defense that he's heard used before is, well, how's he supposed to make a living? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, robbery and burglary are their professions. Mm-hmm. You should not kill them for their professions. <laughs> it's just, folks, oh, listen, you know. It's not you, a laughing matter, but I, I, I've got to laugh. Otherwise, I'm going to yeah. go crazy. I, I, folks, I know, I know, you're, I know you're, you're saying, listen, we don't, you know, none of us, none of us hang out with, with, with those kind of, uh, you know, illogical statements being made. We, you know, it's not something, you know, you, you don't hear in our group of friends, we don't say crazy things like this. You need to know. You need to know that this is what you're out there and what you're up against. You know, that, they, that not only do they have no regard for your, your rights, your safety of yourself, your safety of your family, uh, but that this is what you're going to face on the flip side. Mm-hmm. You know, this is why you need to have, if it's not, uh, it's not the attorney who normally sits here with us, you know, if you don't have his phone number in your pocket, you've got a local attorney phone number where you are in your pocket. You've talked to him ahead of time. You've heard Kevin say it. Find an attorney, go in there and tell the attorney, listen, I'm a concealed carrier. I'd like to give you a, you know, a retainer fee, yeah. which is basically, you know, let's, let's cut a deal now. Right. Uh, and if right. I call you at three in the morning, you answer my call. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to call you to ask you, what do I do with a speeding ticket? That's not the deal. Yeah. No, you know, no. um, or there's a couple of good organizations out there, you know, that, that if in some states they've had, they've, they've ruled them illegal, uh, like the NRA carry guard or USCCA's insurance. Uh, Legal Shield, U.S. Law Shield, those kind of places. Uh, CCW Carry, I think, is another one. But they have basically, you know, uh, you know, gun carrying insurance. All right. If you're going to carry a firearm, you should be you should be a member of one of these organizations. Uh, you, because guess what? After it happens and you make that phone call, you can't join afterwards. This Ooh, is not no retroactive yeah. kind of you uh-huh. know, co- you know that's, <laughs> coverage. You know? That's like here in Florida. You know, you buy hurricane insurance. Yeah, yeah, it's not good for three months. Yeah, right. Exactly right. Exactly right, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and they, they've got the whole, you know, what is, I think June 1st is the start of hurricane season? Something like that. I think yeah. it's June 1st to October 1st, or is it November 1st? I think, I think June 1st to the June first to the end of November. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like Carl said, you, you can't, no. you can't, you, you know. <laughs> it's like, uh, like, hey, there's one on the way, it'll be here in a week. Hey, State Farm, I need some insurance. Yeah, yeah no. I'm sorry, you've reached the wrong number. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so you're, you out of luck. You out of luck if that happens. So, know that. There's just another lesson for you. Get get out there because you're going to run into this kind of, you know, this kind of attitude. Yeah, th- this kind of attitude, unfortunately, is going to contribute to the multiple battles you're going to have to go through. Uh, unfortunately, there is the physical battle. Yeah. And you've got to do all you can to make sure you survive that situation, which this store clerk did. Yes. He made sure himself and all his employees and yeah. everything survived that situation. But unfortunately, now he has to go through the legal battle. Yeah. And... A mentality like this is just going to try to make his defending himself right. legally right. that much more involved. Yeah, and listen, when you get media and this kind of nonsense involved, uh, listen, I'm, I'm not, without going over details of the case, that's not where I'm going with this, uh, look at the, the George Zimmerman case. Mm-hmm. You know, the police do the review, uh, the state attorney does the review, and they say it's a good shoot. The media, the public, the, the, the liberals show up. They start protesting. Boom. He gets charged with the crime, spends a year in, in holding, and goes to, goes to uh, you know, trial before he gets his name cleared. Yeah. Again, not making, we're not making any decision on what happened there, but don't let that be you. you know? Exactly. You know, you know, this is, uh, you know, that, was, that was millions of dollars spent to, to, get, that, uh, to, get, his, to get through that, that episode. So. Hey, you're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios. We'll be back after the break. 
There are a lot of things teenagers hope for. Homecoming. Getting a cell phone. My first boyfriend. But the things they shouldn't have to hope for? Finding a home. Getting a family. Having someone to care about me. Over half of the 500,000 kids out there in need of foster care are 12 and up. They need a caring home just as much, maybe even more, as the littlest ones. If your heart is big enough for a bigger kid, take this chance and give them a chance. Kids Peace, your local children's charity, can match an older child with your family and provide training for their special needs, financial support, even a 24-hour support team that's just a phone call away. Their needs may be bigger, but so are the rewards. To find out more, contact Kids Peace at 1-866-4-KIDS-PEACE or visit fostercare.com. With a little more effort, you can make a huge difference in the life of a bigger kid. The need is growing, so call or click today. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their earpods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to sss.gov or any post office to register. I heard that. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast and around the world. Now, here's Earl. This segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by GunTech USA. For tactical excellence, check them out online at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Ideal Conceal a Cell Phone and Pistol Studios. I've got some uh, interesting, it's kind of a little historical review, kind of a cool gun. Oh, this kind is of, a historically awesome gun. Yeah, yeah, this is, this is, this is a great story. Uh, th- this, is, uh, this is the gun that fired the first shot at Bunker Hill. Wow. Where's Bunker Hill, Mike? Uh, hey, hey, Mike. Hey, Mike, 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 Mike. Where, where's Bunker Hill? Bunker Hill. Hey, the shot heard around the world on April 19th, 1775. You've heard that, uh, heard that date from us many times here before, and I, I bet you know it yourselves. Uh, in Concord, Massachusetts, thousands of colonial militiamen described, descended upon Boston and eventually bottled up the British within the city. You can remember this. On June 17th, 1775, the British crossed Boston Harbor and attacked the American position on Breed's Hill, which you know, it was uh, erroneously remembered as Bunker, Bunker Hill. So the, the Bunker yeah. Hill thing, yeah, but yeah. B- Bunker Hill kind of rolls sounds off better. the tongue a little bit better sounds than better. Breed's Hill. Sounds more, sounds more military. Sounds Bunker more, Hill. Oh, oh, yeah. It was there while waiting for the attack that Colonel William Prescott uttered those famous words, don't fire until you see the whites of their eyes. 
That's pretty I, close. I don't know why I put a Scottish accent. On uh, I don't know either. I don't. Yeah. Uh, one private, Private John Simpson, failed to heed Prescott's orders and fired his Dutch Type 3 smoothbore musket, resulting in a volley of fire that was, thankfully, too far away uh, to be truly effective. The British fire, the British return fire mm-hmm. was too far, too far away. Uh, with, with that one shot, Simpson opened the Battle of Bunker Hill and cemented his place in history. When the battle ended, the British... They'd retaken the ground there that uh, they had previously had by the that had been previously had by the Americans, by us, by the militia at that point. You know, I guess mm-hmm. the colonists they'd still be at that point, wouldn't they? Yeah, because this is pre-Declaration of Independence. Yeah, so they were not uh, we had not declared ourselves anything yet. We were still just the the, the colonials. In that sense, uh, they were victorious uh, despite suffering more than double the casualties of the Americans. So they uh, well, when you start off with three times as many, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you can ha- handle a lot of. Casualties yeah. and still win. Remember the tactics back then. You know, if we got uh, 100 guys in the wood line, you know, and they got, uh, you know, 400 marching on line coming down the trail. Yeah. Just, yeah standing out in the open, yeah, just, yeah. you know, like Throw, you said, throw rounds. Know, yeah. Volley, you know, accuracy by yeah, volume. Exactly. Literally, right. that, that's where it came yeah, from. Yeah. Prescott's orders and Simpson's failure to follow them were not without consequence. And I'm not referring simply to the initial British volley. Instead, Simpson was court martialed for his actions. You don't see that in a lot of history books. Yeah. Act was more a matter of procedure than punishment as he went on to serve admirably during the remainder of the war, rising to the rank of major. So maybe a court martial was a good thing back then. <laughs> they got uh, your name, you got your well, name noticed. Yeah. I, I tend to think that, you know, you know, war is going on. All right, stick your hand out. Yeah. All right. There you back, go. Get back to work. Don't do that again. Yeah. Because no one knows for sure who fired the shot heard around the world. It's impossible to know what gun fired it. Were that information to be known, then that and that gun still existed, it would certainly be the most important gun in American history. Yeah. I mean, it's the gun that, yeah. you know, that started. Uh, instead, we do not know who fired first at Bunker Hill. Excuse me. We do know yeah. who fired first at Bunker Hill. Lexington and Concord, we do not know who fired first. Yeah, no telling. Don't, we do not know. But later in June, at the Battle of Bunker Hill, uh, we, we know uh, who fired, and that was Private John Simpson. So this is the first confirmed you know this was the first this was a real battle this was a real battle the, you know they call uh, you know the the battle of lexington and concord those were and we've talked to you about this we've given you all the history that was skirmish that was the british coming to seize the firearms of the col- of the colonials yep. and uh you got there the uh the confrontation a shot fired who fired here was it the british was the was it the, col- the colonials don't know yeah, we, we don't even know if that was, it, it, it could have been an ND, a negligent exactly discharge. Right. Somebody, exactly somebody right. tripped and fell yeah. and, and yeah. you know, a gun went off. Yep, yep. This, you know, at, at Bunker Hill, this was both sides were armed. Yep. Both sides were intending on being victorious. And because of this court-martial, mm-hmm. it's documentation. Who fired? It's right there in the court-martial. Private John Simpson fired shot first when told not to fire shot. Exactly. It was historical. They call that provenance. Yep. You know, so we, we have that. Now, this gun still exists. And it's my opinion that, again, this is this writer's opinion, that this is the most important arm in all of American history. Amazingly enough, that gun is now up for sale for the first time in more than two centuries. Uh, it will cross the auction block Wednesday, October 23rd. At, it's Morphy's, M-O-R-P-H-Y, in case you want to check it out. Morphe Auctions in Denver, Pennsylvania. Denver, Pennsylvania. Yeah, that threw me for a loop too when I read like Denver, Denver, Pennsylvania. (laughs) Wait a minute. Well, that's uh, you don't get confused with uh, with Pittsburgh, Colorado. 
That's that's a different that's a different that's a different place. Yeah, completely is, different town. This is Denver, Pennsylvania. Different town. Yeah. Different town. Uh, as far back as the reign of Henry VIII, the British had been purchasing arms of one kind or another from the Netherlands. They were very inexpensive. It's where they got them. Now you remember we go ahead. They were mil-spec. Yeah, they were mil-spec. Exactly right. <laughs> Made by the lowest bidder. Um, and one of the things we saw is American, uh, you know, the fighting went on uh, that uh, we started to use more advanced arms. Yeah, I believe, didn't the Americans have rifled barrels? Rifled the, barrels. Uh, the British did. So rifled barrels. They're just volleying them. Correct. You know, launching them. Yep. And we're standing behind the trees, yep. behind cover, yep. picking them off. Right. In fact, if, if memory serves, our... The nickname for our rifled barrels was were brown was the brown bess. Okay, it was the brown bess, and I'll, I'll double check that just so I'm not uh, you know getting you guys a, a C on your history test tomorrow or something <laughs> like that. But uh, these uh, these were these were rifles brought over. These were ones that were available to the British uh, soldiers. It was the same rifle being used by the the colonial the colonial uh, uh, militia. Yes, sir. This actually adds to uh, what we can use against. The uh, gun grabbers of nobody needs, you know, military firearms. Well, back when the Second Amendment was written, every firearm was military grade. Exactly the point. Mm-hmm. Exactly the point of telling you folks this story <laughs> that uh, th- that we are here as a nation because our forefathers uh, or those forefathers that were here before us. You know, I'm, listen, not my forefathers. I could, I mean, they're my American forefathers, but they're not. I don't have any lineage to them. You know, you do, or I don't. Yeah. You know, my, my, my lineage doesn't start in this country until about 120 years ago. So, uh, yours is... Uh, you know, you know, it was way back. Yeah, yeah, way, yeah, way back. Yeah, yeah, way back, way back, way back, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, this is the point. They were military, military firearms. They had military firearms. They had like firearms. So when, I don't know, tyrants that wanted to take their guns hmm. showed up and said, give us your guns, give us your cachet, give us, uh, give us your stores... Uh, they said, uh, "Hey, we got something else for you." Yeah, we got something I don't. Else for you. I don't yeah. think we're going to let you do that. Exactly. Today. Right. Right. Yep. So this rifle up for auction, and now in with this, you get uh, you get the 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 provenance. You get uh, you know the court marshals. There's there's reference to the court martial there. You get Simpson's commission paperwork mm-hmm. when he was made an officer. That's part of it. Um, and listen, uh, John Simpson. Everybody's, everybody's heard of John Simpson, right? No, no, no. no that's Homer. No. That's Homer Simpson. No. This is this is John. Uh, he's he's a key figure in American history. Yes. Here's here's a couple little facts about him. Uh, I I didn't know this until I saw the story. As much as I love American Revolutionary War history and military history in general, John Simpson was the grandfather of of Ulysses S. Grant. Yeah. Who was you know commanding general, Civil mm-hmm. War, and then uh, the president of the United States. Uh, and he was the great grandfather of uh, Meriwether Lewis. Yeah. Not not only is this this rifle in you know just just looking at the 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 simple history of firearms, it is a exquisite condition. They, they even mentioned that you still even have the matching number bayonet on it. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It's got the provenance of yep. still being in the family. Yep. For over two centuries. Yeah. It's and, and it's through those people. From yeah. Meriwether Lewis, through the Grants, through the rest of the Simpson family, you know, down from great grandfather, then the grandmother had it to the mother, and finally now it's in the current owner in the same family, in that Simpson family. And it's uh it's it it could for the right price, it could be yours. Yeah. It could be yours. I'm I'm gonna guess. Now this is the twenty third, so we've got uh we got two uh, two weeks before we're gonna we're gonna see what happens yeah. with this. Uh, I bet you 
I bet you this is a half million dollar rifle. Easily. I bet you this goes for half a million. I bet you it goes for half a million. I, I just I, want to I, shoot it once. I just want to yeah. shoot it once. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, yes, there are museum pieces, yeah. but I, I, in the back of my mind, it would just take more prompting, you know. But, you know, if uh, any fire on my own is going to be shoot able. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm not going to hit the range every day with it or every weekend. Right. But, yeah, I love this. Not only is this a firearm that has seen the elephant, it single-handedly sparked an elephant charge. Exactly right. Oh, that, that just gives me goosebumps thinking about that. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. We'll see you after the break. Keltech PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltech. See more at keltechweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off of Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com, and be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios. Got a question for the guys? Well, you can reach them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio live, coast to coast and around the world, with Mike and the guys in the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios. The following segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by Snag Mag, the premier concealed magazine holster. Check them out today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Coming to you from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios. Earl, I'm still thinking about that rifle. I'm still thinking about the the, the rifle, the you know, from the, the Battle of Bunker Hill, and uh, that you know, again, we were talking during the break. 
I, I guesstimated uh, half a million dollars, and uh, I think uh, during the break we, we both talked each other up to about a million. I think it's yeah, going to yeah. be that I, kind of thing. I'd, I'd be kind of disappointed if it doesn't pull at least mid-high six figures, yeah. if not seven. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, this, another thing I missed here in the article, now that it's up for sale, the new owner will be the first non-Simpson family member to own the musket in more than 240 years. That's just, yeah. I mean, it's, that's since it was used. Mm-hmm. That's since, you know, 1775, 1776. I'm sure it had to be used during the war. They weren't just, oh, this is a historical rifle. Let's put it aside for now. No, it was used throughout the length of the war. Yeah, yeah th- this rifle helped create our country. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely did. It's, it's, it's definitely an absolute link to uh, the birth of our nation. Uh, hey, we're going to get to, we got some Facebook posts we're looking at here. We're going to get to those in a couple moments. We're going to try to, uh, I want to dump another story here on you real quick. This is, uh, you, you remember earlier, I think you did it about two, three weeks ago when Major Bill was out uh, violating rights of people that, um, he, you had to, you stood in for him and did a story on a, a man with a, with a sword, with a sword. Oh, uh, yes, this, yes. This, uh, the, got into a sword fight over the, uh, some kind trash. Of, yeah, a, uh, a, a cart put out wheelbarrow. in the trash. Wheelbarrow, yeah. yeah. Wheelbarrow mm. on the trash, yeah. Yeah, and then this guy came out with the sword, doing the whole uh huh. Ah, oh, what chop chop? And anybody was or whatever sword noises you make, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so we have another sword story. Oh yeah, another sword story. A man allegedly see, swings a samurai sword at a liquor store owner. Okay. I'm going to assume that it was in a liquor store. Yeah, that'd be a good bet. <laughs> I think. Good bet. Uh, and guess what he got? Uh, some liquor. He got shot dead. Oh, he got shot. DRT. The bad guy. Because the bad guy brought the sword. So he was using a sword store. as a, as a, a tool for uh, attempted for, forced uh, purchasing of uh, said items. Uh, yeah, evidently this guy thought he was robbing a liquor store in Japan in the 1400s. Yeah, he came. He brought in a samurai sword. And well, said, actually, uh, a samurai sword in Japan today would still have a very good, you know, because. They're, True. In Japan, only yeah. the law enforcement has firearms. When did the when did Ninja Stars come out? How long they had Ninja Stars? We should ask Kevin. No, a ninja. long time ago. Said, no, the, he, he wasn't in Japan. He was in China. That's right. Because the clerk could have thrown Ninja Stars out. <laughs> he could have been like, you know, and hey, and we all know, don't be ninja. Nobody that don't need ninja. <laughs> so, if you got the ninja skills, don't ninja. Don't be ninja. Nobody that don't need ninja. Yep, exactly. A man in Port Jefferson, Long Island. I know Port Jefferson well. Just, just stop on the, the train. On the, <laughs> Port Jefferson. Um, blah, 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 stop. <laughs> on Long Island? On Long Island, yeah. Yeah, the G's part of the island, Long Island. A Port Jefferson man allegedly swung a samurai sword at a liquor store owner and was subsequently shot dead. There are news reports that 50-year-old bad guy allegedly swung the sword dangerously close to the owner in the middle of a Thursday afternoon. I love the way they write this story. <laughs> You'd expect to in see the like, middle of a Thursday you know, afternoon. In the middle of maybe like in the middle of the store, and yeah, or yeah. the you know, middle of the guy's body. No, in the middle of a Thursday afternoon. <laughs> You'd like if this had been on a Wednesday, it would have been different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a different result. The uh, the uh, the Suffolk County Police Detective uh, Kevin uh, Byer said he had a sword beneath a poncho. Well, maybe this. Hold on, sword beneath a poncho. There can be only one. Hmm. <laughs> this guy's probably alive or again. Went back wonder, out. Wonder if he's from Clan McLeod. <laughs> Clan McLeod. I'm here for some 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 Scottish whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> some scotch, please. 
Do you have any McGregor? <laughs> that or you know, maybe it was the Kurgan. The, oh, oh, yeah. Uh, he had a sword beneath a poncho. It seems to be, without saying a word, he pulled the sword out, swung it three times, at least three times, at a very close distance to the person behind the counter. That okay. I would have an issue with you oh, yeah. swinging a sword at me. Yeah. By the way, folks, say that fast a couple of times. <laughs> that, that, that. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, the owner responded by shooting bad guy dead. He was yeah. what's known as officially in the business as DRT. Dead right there. And the news quoted uh, the lieutenant saying the store owner had no time to do anything else. He said it was a matter of seconds between the time that the gun walked in, the guy walked in, and the gun walked in. The so gun, gun walks the, into a store. The gun was already there. The gun walks into a liquor store. The, between, the sword walked in, yeah. but the gun was already there. He had, uh, it was a matter of seconds between the time the bad guy walked in and the time he was shot. Yeah. I can believe that. Now, this is uh, Suffolk County is the easternmost county on Long Island. There's, uh, well, there's two counties on Long Island that are not New York City. There's technically four counties on Long Island. Close enough. Queens and Brooklyn are boroughs. By the way, it's Queens County and Kings County. Brooklyn is Kings County. Then you have Suffolk County and Nassau County. Those are, that's Long Island. You could be living in Queens. You could be living in Brooklyn. And when somebody says you live on Long Island, you say, no, I live in Brooklyn. That's not considered part of the island. That's part, that's part of the city, even though they're on the island. But just a little New York historical geographical reference. So this is out on Long Island, eastern part of Long Island, <laughs> which is very, by the way, Suffolk County, very, it, it's not, well, I'll just say this, it's not blue. Uh, when you oh, look, okay. the further east you go, the more red it gets. Uh, and when you, when you look at the, uh, the, uh, the, the election map from 2016. Okay. Um, so this is, this is not people that are, to the west of Long Island, going, oh my God, all guns are bad, all guns are bad. They're gonna, a gun's gonna walk in, walk into a liquor store and rob a guy. You know, yeah, that's the gun's uh-huh. gonna do it. The gun's gonna do it. No, the sword tried to. The sword tried to. Sword tried to. So, it's not like in New York where you, you, if you want to have a uh, a firearm to protect yourself. And again, remember these numbers. You're talking about 10 million people that live in the city of New York. Okay. There's 2,000 concealed weapons permits. Uh, I'm horrible at math, but that's a very, very low percentage When you do that point. number, it comes out to point zero 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 suck. It's, <laughs> it's horrible. You, you don't get yeah. one. You don't, you don't get one. <laughs> it's, it's, it's what you get. Um, and you have, uh, now, in Suffolk County and, uh, and, and, and Nassau County, you have, uh, you've got a little bit better odds. Okay. It's not quite suck odds, but it's not, it's not great odds either. It's, it's great odds either. It's, either. Yeah. I'm, I'm proud to say it's not Florida odds. It's, no, it's not Florida odds. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. One, one in 10. <laughs> yeah. One in 10. 10% in Florida, yeah. Yeah. Um, is what you have for concealed weapons. So that's Take why. that New York. Yeah, exactly. You, in Florida, you, you just, it's not worth arguing with people. <laughs> you know? Ooh. You know? Uh, you know, because there's, listen, you might not be arguing with a guy with a gun, but there's a guy in the room you know, <laughs> yeah. who's, uh, who's standing over there going, all right, let me see what's going on here. <laughs> if this guy pulls out a sword from under a poncho, you know. Yeah. I know it's it, all. I know it's, it's game on. Don't bring game a stabby on. stick to a yeet cannon boogaloo. Oh, my goodness. I love that. I know we've posted that up on the, <laughs> on the Facebook, folks. Folks, if you have not seen this meme, it is the picture of Sean Connery from uh, The Untouchables. Yes. When he's walking through uh, his own apartment after they come to whack him, uh, and the guy's got a knife, and he says, "Don't bring a don't bring a knife to a gunfight," um, and and it's been redone now it's to been say up- updated to modern lingo. It says, "Don't bring a stabby stick to a yeet cannon boogaloo." Yeah, you, <laughs> so, you can't help but read that. Yeah, Sean Connery's voice. voice. So 
Uh, yeah, so don't. This guy brought a stabby stick to a youth cannon boogaloo, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and uh, and he he got some. They gave him something for it. He won first prize on dead on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, yeah. Dead on the floor. Play play stupid games, win it's, stupid prize. This guy won the grand prize. Yeah, yep. <laughs> that's it. Come on back. It's a free trip for four. <laughs> that's it. Right here, right here. I'm gonna shoot you four times, four times. So. Point in New York is uh, you, you head a little bit further east. You got uh, you got some more red out there. You've got some more conservative uh, beliefs and principles with giving firearm permits. Mm-hmm. There's there's more permits to own the firearm, to register the firearm, and have it in your house. There's more for business people. Now I can tell you in New York City of those two thousand people that have firearm permits, those permits are either for the very rich. Or for the people that carry a lot of money, products, diamond merchants, those kind of things. They think that you only should be able... Which makes no sense at all if you think about it. The firearm is to protect yourself. But we're going to give you a firearm to protect the merchandise and money that you have. Yeah. So we're not going to license you to protect your physical self, you regular everyday citizen. We're going to give it to rich people and people that move a lot of money, jewelry, you know, that kind of stuff. So they can protect the property. Oh, yeah. Here's the firearm to protect property, but we're not giving it to the individuals to protect themselves. Yeah. So that's that's crazy. Um, hey, folks, that's it for the first hour. Until, uh, until we see you next hour, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. Remember, keep your head on a swivel. The Kel-Tec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Kel-Tec. See more at keltecweapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it, when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo. Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios. 
with Mike, Kevin, and Earl. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here, and you can connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. Tweet, message, email, snap, or mind mail with them right now. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast, and around the world. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Coming to you live from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios. My name is Mike. I am the host of the program. I am uh, promising to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. I do not do it by myself, though. On my right, I have my trusted patriot and right-hand man. Please welcome back to the program the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. His name is Earl. Talk to corporate. Approved memos. Leader workshop. Remember birthdays. Oh, good to be back. Good to be back. Thank you, sir. Thank you for joining me uh, here back on the program. Thank you for joining all of our fellow 11 or 12 listeners that are uh, We're up to 12? Us. I told you. I'm at, I'm at double digits out there in Cal- when I was out there nice. at the, the Gun Rights Policy nice. Conference. So it's going, going rather well for us. Going rather well. Hey, guys, send your donations to uh, the Arms Room Radio account. In uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'll, don't worry. I, Earl will get uh, his cut. We go, we go right down the middle, and I take a right. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's this, you know, it's it's um, it's uh, travel expense. Yeah, travel expense. One for you, one 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 for me, <laughs> two for you, one for two for me, <laughs> three for you, one two three for me. <laughs> hey, uh, normally sitting in on the left with me is the uh, the the legal ninja, the courtroom assassin, maximum effort attorney Kevin Maxwell. He's out. Uh, he's out doing some legal stuff. He's, he's, he's taking doing care of some, the, doing the lawyering on the road. Do he uh, has has JD will travel? You know that that kind of guy. So uh, I guess we should give out his phone number. And um, I don't know. <laughs> it's in my phone. Hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. We'll do like we'll do this. Let's see if we can do this. Uh, hey Siri, what's Kevin Maxwell's iPhone number? Let's see if Kevin works. Maxwell has phone numbers for iPhone, mobile, work fax, and work. Well, that didn't really help. <laughs> that didn't really help. Dang, so. Siri. So she doesn't know what you're talking about. We'll we'll look that up. We'll get that for you. You know, we we definitely have it uh, during the uh, the fallen hero segment of the program. So you'll yes. hear that you'll hear that next uh, or two segments from now. But we have Major Bill. I think we have Major Bill today. We'll find out if we have Major Bill. Yeah, not sure. He, he may be violating rights. Well, somewhere. if he's down there with Kevin, who knows what the two of them are doing <laughs> together? Yeah, that's that's a. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a scary combination. Bill's throwing down on people's rights, and Kevin's <laughs> handing them business cards. <laughs> need an attorney? Here you go, sir. Right there. Hey, you look like you need an attorney. What did he say? He said one time, the, I guess it was not him, it was his children's. They, they, they thought it would be a good idea to get, I know my insurance company has them, get like business cards that are actually like little fridge magnets, mm-hmm. and they would throw them at passing cars. <laughs> <laughs> And I guess the bar Drive association, down the, highway. Didn't, yeah, the bar association didn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't like that method of advertising. So. I'm not chasing the ambulance. I'm just driving next to <laughs> That's it. it. Yeah, yeah. Flicking it at the ambulance, <laughs> sticking to it. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> hey, we've uh, we've talked to you about uh, Dick's Sporting Goods. We're going to talk to you a little bit more about Dick's Sporting Goods. This guy, I think. He just wants to see his name in the papers or oh, the, yeah. the, the websites or the, the blogs or whatever it is. Their CEO, Ed Stack, Ed Stack, uh, he told the news that his company destroyed $5 million worth of assault rifles to keep them out of private hands. I'm going to tell you right now. Why? I'm, well, I'm going to tell because you right now. Because they're dicks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That that's a lie. 
He's lying to you. Oh, yeah. We told you the real reason when this story first came out, when Dick Sporting Goods said they would do this. Here's how this works. Uh, within the past year or two, you know, gun sales have have uh, slowed a little bit. Yeah, uh, but you yeah. know, but they're 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 steady. Mm. The market has it. The market has adjusted. What's happened is rifles that were a thousand dollars before mm-hmm. are six hundred dollars now. Yeah, it's just the way you know supply and demand works. Exactly. You know, a lot of people before the election, uh, manufacturers saw the uh, the possible end of rifle sales forever, so they made tons of them and tried to sell them before the election or, or try to have them ready for right after the election so they could sell sell them all $2,000 a piece for the first six months that Hillary would have been around before she banned them. Yeah. yeah. Well, what, what happened was, and folks, you know this, we have, uh, we have President Trump now. That most, most of our listeners are probably the cause of this. Oh, exactly right. And in a good way. So those, those manufacturers that planned to sell $2,000 rifles uh, are sitting on $1,000 rifles that are now mm-hmm. selling for $600. Yeah. Because they have a, an, ex, an extreme stockpile of them. So... A whole lot of supply and very little demand. Exactly right. So what Dix did when they decided, now they did do decide this, they decided to do the whole, uh, we're not going to be in the assault rifle industry anymore. There is no such thing as assault rifle. You folks get yeah. that. You know, you have, uh, you have civilian rifles patterned after a military rifle in appearance only. That's, yeah. that's, that's what you have. You have single shot, you know, rifles. You have uh, semi-automatic rifles. Modern day sporting rifles. Ex- exactly right. So Dix now has bought... Who knows how many how many rifles? They've bought fifty thousand rifles, fifty thousand rifles from distributors to sell in their stores around the country, mm-hmm. and that math works out fifty thousand about a thousand dollars piece. You know, this is what this is what you got. Yeah, you're, you're going to get yourself five million dollars worth of rifles here, and then Dix decides, you know what, we're going to be all staying you know, up on our high horse and on our soapbox, and we're not going to sell them, and we're going to take the moral high ground. Blah, 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 moral high ground. So you'd rather see your family killed. Blah, 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 good for you. Mm-hmm. That's not the moral high ground. That's the coward's way out as far as I'm concerned. But they say, we're not selling them anymore. So you know what Dick says? Well, let's, let's, let's send them back to the distributor. Let's send them back to the distributor. And the distributor says, mm, no. No, 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 no. We, we sold these to you, uh-huh. these $1,000 rifles, $1,000 a piece. And uh, now the market's uh, you know, it's poopy, and uh, they're $600 a piece. You want? Maybe we'll give you three hundred dollars a piece. I don't know. Maybe we make it, but we don't. You know what? We don't even want them back. Dix tried to sell these rifles back to their distributors, and the distributors said, "Get bent." Right? No, no. You, you know, just because you got you got some moral high ground issue going on over there, or you're not able to sell them, uh, that we're not buying them back. So then they come up with the whole publicity stunt. Uh, you know what? Uh, we're going to destroy them. So Dix decided. They're going to destroy these assault-style rifles rather than return them. No. They decided they were going to destroy them because the distributors said, we're not taking them back. And rather than Dick sit on a warehouse full of them, they decided to, again, get up on the high horse and try and make themselves look like, like the heroes. Yeah, they, they probably somebody, you know, a bean the counter. Watts, that is, you know. The bean counter sat down and figured out how much money they would get back if they uh, did return them to the distributors. And they realized it was... You know, very, very little uh, wasn't enough to make it worthwhile. So they figured, well, let's just go ahead and get some publicity out of this. You know, we're only, you know, I, I'm just, I'm just picking numbers out of the air as an example. You know, let's, let's spend $500,000 to say, you know, to get some advertising saying That's we destroyed $5 million worth. That's exactly what they're doing. You know, and they, 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 
ultimately they probably wrote all this off as advertising. Sure, sure did. Here's, uh, here's the other part that uh, you haven't seen, and this number is astounding. They're saying over the past two years, Dix has lost $250 billion, with a B, dollars uh, in, in profits. They've, they've declined that much. Yeah. Because uh, you know what they found out? People that buy guns don't just buy guns, because Dick stopped selling all guns. They buy shoes, they buy sporting goods, they yeah. buy everything else. So, so those people that, that had Dick's thumb their nose at them, they said, we're not coming back. I haven't been in one in years. Folks, we'll see you after the break. The Keltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. 
Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast and around the world. Now, here's Mike. The following segment is brought to you by Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you like bourbon? Do you like America? Then you're going to love Boundary Oak Distillery. Check them out today at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Ideal Conceal a Cell Phone Pistol Studios. I made a mistake last segment, Earl. I want to make sure. I, I had one of those little brain bumps. Those little, mm-hmm. those little, where, where it goes, blah, blah, blah. And the brain just does this. brain just does that. I said that, uh, that Dick's Sporting Goods was down. $250 billion sales profits. That was incorrect. It's a quarter of a billion. Uh, so which, 250 million. Yeah, 250 million. I had the B on the brain, and, and then I went there. Still, so, you know, yeah. quite, quite a bit of oh, pocket well, change. Oh, listen, yeah, listen. And, I, I, you know, I'm curious how uh, how this guy's stockholders, uh-huh. uh, you know, because he's telling you that, that we, he purposely tanked uh, their profit margin by doing this. He, he knows, this Ed Stack, uh, CEO of Dick Sporting Goods, he knows that... This was going to cause them to lose business. But if they could save only one life, mm-hmm. they were going to do it. You know what? They should probably stop selling pools, too, then. They have those little inflatable pools, those kiddie pools. Yeah. Because more kids drown in pools every year than they get shot with these rifles. They need to quit selling golf clubs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. People get to... They sell barbecues. And baseball yeah. bats. Oh, oh, yeah. That's it. That's it. They, gotta, they just got to go in the, uh, the, the flyer business. They could just hand out flyers and telling you uh, how dangerous it is to do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, little lunatics. Um, hey, um, we we got a story on constitutional carry here. This comes to you comes to us from our friends from uh, the Ohio gun owners. Remember, we talked to you a little bit about uh, constitutional carry last week. It's 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 making its way around. A couple more states are looking to push constitu- constitutional carry. Florida being one of them. Uh, Florida actually has a couple of other, and we'll try to get it here at the end of this segment. Florida has a couple of uh, other new laws they're they're trying to push through as well that I think you're going to find rather rather uh, interesting. According to the FBI, this is according to the FBI Uniform Crime Reports. Yep. Handgun murders drop when states pass constitutional carry. But how can that be, Mike? Now you have people with unregistered guns, no license to carry a firearm. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I don't know, because uh, what do we say? Uh, an armed society is a polite society. Yep. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what you get. You Do you think that the reason... The murder rate is down in Chicago is because they all of a sudden just gained respect for each other or because in the last two years they have now have shall issue for concealed carry permits Mm -hmm. because bad guys are going, uh, well, you know what? Uh, We don't have, we don't have a lot of sheep walking around here now. There's, there's some wolves out here or, uh, you know, or, you know, in here with the sheep. So we got to be careful. They look like the sheep. Let, let, Let me correct you again. The wolves are realizing there's some lions mixed in with the sheep. That'll work too. Yeah. Sheepdog. I was going for sheepdog. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sheepdog. But you're you're still right. I still messed that up. <laughs> you're absolutely right. 
That's, that's the important yep, thing. Yep, yep. <laughs> Remember at the top of the program, folks, I said I was tired. So, <laughs> so I'm pulling out a tired card right here. And go. I'm having fun just slapping <laughs> him around. Uh, so this, again, from our friends in Ohio, you and I have known this is true. Earl, folks, you know this is true. More firearms in the hands of law-abiding citizens equals lower violent crime rates. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of people, and I know you know tons of them, tons of them, Earl. I know tons of them that, listen, I've seen them in, in the concealed weapons training classes. Mm-hmm. They come, they take the class, uh, and then six months later, they take it again. Then six months later, they take it again. You're like, why, why are you here taking this to class a third time? Well, every time I come get the class, I got my certificate, my training certificate, which is only good for six months, and at least in the state of Florida. Um, and I just, I never get down there to get it done. I never get to yeah. the office to get it done. I'm always working. Mm-hmm. I'm always working. So there's plenty of people out there that don't carry a firearm because they just, they just don't have time to do it. They don't have time to go get these, the, the crazy licensure, you know, and the fees and pay all of that stuff. It might be as simple as, you know, in Florida, it's over, it's over 100 bucks to get your, uh, to get your concealed weapons permit. You know, it's waiting. It's going down there. You know, you're taking a half a day off for work if you want to do it in person. You know, it's it's going to the police department, getting fingerprinted. Uh, you know, it's 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 getting all those pictures taken, just like you would, you know, you know, for a, a passport. Yeah. So a lot of people just don't have that time. Just don't have that yeah, time. It, you know, it, people it, that work it, Monday to Friday, eight to five. Guess when the government's open? Uh, yeah, Monday yeah. through Friday, eight to five. Yeah, exactly. Well, actually, no, nine to five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're lucky. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So forget about it on a Friday afternoon. Oh my God, yeah, afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy. And yeah, if there's a holiday on Monday. Yes. Yeah. Forget it. Forget it. A criminal is much less likely to commit a violent crime if they know they could face early retirement at the hands of their intended victim. I just had this conversation with uh, someone last evening that, you know, as much as we say bad guys are stupid, bad guys are kind of smart. They scout around. Oh, yeah. And I I was in a retail store. They look for sheep. Yeah, exactly. I was in a retail storefront environment having this conversation with with three other individuals. And I mentioned to them, you know, I gave him the, the hypothetical. If a bad guy walks up and looks in, in through the, the glass windows that we're all sitting in front of, and they see four of us sitting here with, with a handgun strapped to us, they're going to move on. Yep. They want a soft, easy target. Exactly right. But, yeah. and, and this was in, a, in the argument of uh, a lot of people that we know that are, they are dyed-in-the-wool concealed carry I mean, all the time. If they're dressed, they're, they're carrying but they're firmly against open carry yeah. because they feel, you know, you lose the tactical advantage. If you want to focus on that particular argument, oh, okay, I, I can see your point. I don't necessarily agree with you, but I see your point. Yeah. But, you know, and that's where I, I came with, the, with these uh, other gentlemen was that if they just see the four of us sitting here, yes, all four of us are still just as armed, but you don't see it, they yeah. might try something. Well, you know, I you know, I mean, I don't buy that. I don't buy that uh, constitutional. Excuse me, that uh, open carry argument. You put uh, twins, twin twin women, twin guys, whatever you want, standing right next to each other. One with a you know a nineteen eleven and a crossbreed holster, you know, an open carry, and then you put the one next to him with nothing, and you tell the bad guy, "Go get me twenty bucks. Yeah, go, go steal twenty bucks." Mm-hmm. Guess where he's going? Yeah, he's going to the you know, he's going to the one that he knows. He knows. Here's what you know. You know, one has a gun. Yeah. The other exactly. one, maybe the other one's concealed, you but I know, know one has a gun. Yeah. So I'm going the other way. Yeah. Just, I want you to Google folks, open carry shootings and see mm-hmm. how many they are. We give you every time we're on here. We just gave you the one from, uh, from the Dollar General store. That was a concealed carry shooting. Go find me an open carry shooting. You know why you won't find one? Because bad guys don't attack people with open carry. Because yeah. they're like, 
Right, just like you said, Earl. Hmm, that's a hard target. Uh-huh. That's not a soft target. Uh-huh. Yeah. And 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 I further went on and was like, you know, everybody, you know, I, I'm going to generalize and say everybody here, you know, in, in the conversation I was having, we're all very well trained. Yeah. We we all can, you know, aim, you know, we shoot our firearms very accurately. Right. But you know how you guarantee without a doubt that you're going to win that gunfight? Don't, don't be there. Don't get in it. Yeah, don't. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly right. Um, constitutional carry. You know, so we know that, uh, again, crime rate goes down because now you have, uh, you have bad guys that know there's more guns out there. Earl, you and I were talking on the break, and the question came up about um, how to enforce. Yes. How to enforce. Yes. How, how, does, how does law enforcement enforce? Yeah, my, my question to you, Mike, was, you know, I'm just playing devil to, devil's advocate. Right, right. I agree that, you know, okay, constitutional carry, every law-abiding citizen, mm-hmm. strap up, yeah. whatever you want. Mm-hmm. How do the cops handle that? Because there are legitimate, real criminals out there that are doing the same thing. Uh, again, uh, you know, it's a, it's a training and education thing. Uh, it can go legally two different ways. Um, I think think to seatbelt laws. Okay. Um, in many states, seatbelt laws are a secondary offense, which means I can't pull you over for a seatbelt violation. Okay. You have to have been speeding, and then I can write you for the speeding ticket, and then the seatbelt violation. Okay. Some places, it's a primary offense. Saw you with no seatbelt, stop you and do it. It's the same with this. It'll be written into each law. It'll be written that... Um, do they have to provide identification uh, with, with the law enforcement officer? Do they have to show their ID? Here's how it works. If the law says that they get to carry unchallenged, it means they get to carry unchallenged. The police can't come up to you and say, I would like to see your driver's license. Why? Because you're carrying a firearm. No, the law says I can carry a firearm. Um, if there's a permit system involved with it, because you can have some, see, like there's a Georgia, Georgia is not a, a constitutional carry state, but it's an open carry state. So you can't go up to an open carry person and say, let me see your, your, your gun ID. No, they have to have done something wrong mm-hmm. before you could ask them to see their ID. Okay. It's the same thing here. They come up to you and say, I'd like to know if you're carrying that firearm legally. I'm going to conduct a background check. No, you can't. I've done nothing wrong. Okay. You, so they wouldn't, they wouldn't stop them and check them on the street, but a, a defensive situation happens. Yes. That is some of the... I'm just going to call it paperwork that's going to go Correct. on. They're going to make sure Correct. that he was because now he's had legal. A, he's he's, he's had a, okay. a, a a casual encounter with law enforcement, mm-hmm. you know, and they're going to make sure. Okay, now now I have reason to check and make sure that you're carrying that firearm legally. Okay, um, it's like uh, the police can't pull you over to check the stereo in your car to see if it's stolen. I haven't done anything wrong. What are you doing? You know, sir, I want to see your firearm. Can you let me check the serial numbers on it? No, 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 <laughs> no. You got a report of this gun being stolen? A legit report? And not uh, not somebody just uh, you know calling in bogus reports. Then, uh, here we get back. Uh, we may or may not have Major Bill with us. If not, one of us will step in. We'll see you after the break. Not it. Forty kilometers northwest of Kandahar, Afghanistan, at a remote desert military base, American soldiers are playing video games. There are cold drinks, coffee, snacks, and comfy chairs. There's an internet connection, a putting green, frisbees, and footballs. There are DVDs, books, games, and guitars. There are toothbrushes, shaving cream, body wipes, and shampoo. This is today's USO. It's the USO to go program. 
with all of the above and more, selected and ordered directly by the troops themselves, packaged and shipped anywhere in the world. Today, it's just one of the ways the USO supports our troops, lifts their spirits, and serves as the link between them and the American people, people just like you. To donate and to find out more about the USO, visit us at USO.org. The USO, until everyone comes home. First time that we saw combat as a unit, it was more surreal than anything. You're under fire, you're getting blown up. There's definitely adrenaline. There was the explosion. And I remember just opening my eyes and it got both of my legs. I had surgery after surgery and I was on a lot of pain medicine. What's going to happen next and how long am I going to be here? The Wounded Warrior Project dropped off a backpack for me. And it had everything in there that I could possibly have needed at that time. Peer visitors, people who have been where I had been before, said, look, brother, everything's going to be okay. Three months from now, four months from now, a year from now, you'll be fine. That type of thing is an invaluable service. To be honest, I don't know if I would be as well adjusted as I am now if it wasn't for them. To learn more, call 1-877-832-6997 or visit woundedwarriorproject.org. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their ear pods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits, like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to SSS.gov or any post office to register. I heard that. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast and around the world. Now, here's Earl. The Fallen Heroes segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Army Sergeant First Class Kenneth W. Westbrook, 41, of Shiprock, New Mexico, died October 7th during Operation Enduring Freedom. Westbrook was assigned to the 1st Brigade, 1st Infantry Division, Fort Riley, Kansas. Died October 7th at Walter Reed Army Medical Center, Washington, D.C., of wounds suffered September 8th when insurgents attacked his unit in Kanjagal Valley, Afghanistan, using small arms and indirect fire. Department of Defense said Sergeant First Class Westbrook was a hero. He was injured on September 8th at Kanjagal Valley. He grew up in Shiprock, New Mexico, joined the Army after graduating from Shiprock High in 1987. 
He lived with his wife and three sons in Fountain, Colorado. His family says he planned to retire from the service in November after a 22-year career. Army Sergeant First Class Kenneth W. Westbrook, you are not forgotten. If you or a family member or a friend have any legal issues whatsoever, feel free to give me a call at 407-480-2179 or on my cell at 407-467-4960 and I will do everything I can to see if you can get the answers you need for your friends or family or yourself to whatever your legal issue is. Thank you, Kevin. We will thank you again uh, always for sponsoring this segment of the program. It's been since day one. It's been since day one, yep. so we, uh, we appreciate that uh, very much, sir. Uh, you, you know we do. Um, hey, uh, Major Bill uh, would normally be uh, joining us on the line here. Uh, he is the Chief Law Bill. Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio, but uh, I, I guess he must be with Kevin. I, you know, they're, both of them are they're busy uh, doing stuff. Um, so they, they got to, you know, we're, we're going to pick up the slack. Yeah. We're pick up the slack. We got, to, we got ourselves a, a classic Major Bill story. Involving, you know him well, folks. <laughs> Florida man. Florida man. We got to get some Florida man theme music. You know, maybe like Benny Hill or something like that. I have, no, I have no idea. There we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> there you go. Just like that. Just like that. And I'd also like a million dollars. Let's see. No, nice didn't try. Happen. Didn't happen. Nice didn't happen. Try. Florida man allegedly gave gal- gave an alligator beer. Well, now, first off. I don't think that's very surprising. I just think, <laughs> I mean, I know Florida, man. I, yeah, I, I think yeah. that's, um, you know, you know, you listen, folks, you got to understand, uh, no matter what you're seeing on the TV with old Wally Gator and, uh, you know, watching Gator football or wherever else you might have any knowledge of alligators, um, they're very dangerous. Um, and everybody in Florida knows that. Yet, you probably still have half the people that encounter alligators. Let me feed it. I'm yeah. going to feed it. You no, know, that's one of the worst things you can do. Oh, absolutely. That, that, that's, that's what leads to more... Uh, native alligators being uh, destroyed because yep. their their pea brain reptile mind they start associating human beings with food. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, I mean, we talk about lizard brain. That's yeah. what they have. They have lizard exactly. brain. Yeah, exactly. They, that, they have lizard that, brain. They they're, they're a lizard. <laughs> and you get um, you, you see all the stories where you know dog and woman pulled in while walking around lake. You, uh-huh. you know why? Because that gator has lost its fear of the humans, and it again, like you said, mm-hmm. associates them with food. Yeah. Uh, it's, so they're not afraid. Because normally you walk up to a gator, a lake with a gator in it, and it, and nobody's ever done anything with that gator or thrown it food. A gator swims away. Oh it, yeah. They don't want no yeah. part of you, unless you've been feeding it, and then you bring more feed over in the, in the form of foo foo. Yeah. You know? Say if if you're not bringing foo-foo. it food, it's yep. thinking you are. Exactly food. right. Exactly right. So Florida man, allegedly gave alligator beer. And this wasn't to be like, hey, like party, you know, like, hey, Gator, you want some Natty Light? I got some Natty Light here for you. Here. Um, hey, maybe Florida Man and Alligator, they, there's new Natty Light Peach. Have you seen that? Ugh. Yeah, yeah, I know. Ugh. I know. It makes me want to clear my insides just thinking about Ugh. it. But, but that's the new thing now. And um, maybe they were on, the, maybe they were on the, the, the Natty Light Peach. I don't know. What, what few beers I do like? Do you know what flavor I like? Beer flavored beer? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, they didn't just allegedly give him beer. They gave him beer, enticing the reptile to bite him. This must have been a small alligator. I don't know. We're, we're, we're fit, as they say in Florida, we're fitting to find out. <laughs> <laughs> we're fitting to find out. 
Florida man been arrested for allegedly attempting to bait an alligator into biting his arm and pouring beer into the reptile's mouth. I think the facts might be a little out of order there. I think they might have gotten the gator drunk and then been like, come on, bite me. No, I'm not biting you. Bite me. No, I'm not biting you. <laughs> the incident reportedly occurred back in August when Timothy Kepke, we give Florida man's name, because we, if you would, it's not like when we give you bad guy's name, we don't want, to, we don't want you to know who the bad guy is because we don't want to give him any publicity. But Florida man, you need to know. Yeah. You need to have like a like a post office wall <laughs> sign of Florida man, please stay away from kind of things going on in your house. The, the, these two guys are knuckleheads. Yep. Uh, Timothy Kepke. Act accordingly. Yep, 27 of uh, Hobe Sound and his friend Noah Osborne, 22. According to reports, Osborne, Osborne caught the gator mm-hmm. and Kepke attempted to entice the animal to bite his arm. And poured alcoholic beverages in the animal's mouth. It was not shared how large the alligator was. I tend to think it's a rather small. Got to be a small one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's I mean, a there's a point where, um, let's see, like uh, alligators. You know, it's a two footer. It's a three footer. It's a four footer. It's a five footer. And right about there, they go from this this thin. Oh, I could jump that and grab it with my hands. Mm-hmm. To when they hit the six foot mark, it's like. <laughs> They triple the triple the size, uh-huh. you know, from that in that last foot. Yeah, you know, you know, five foot or smaller. Yeah, I think I could take it. Six yeah. foot or bigger. Oh no, I'm not messing <laughs> yeah, with that. Exactly. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this I would I would say right. I would say this is probably one of them uh, holding one hand kind of gators. Yeah. You know, I've I've been to one of the uh, uh, several small theme parks around their yeah. gator uh, oriented, right. and uh, we uh, my wife and I we stopped in and we got lucky enough. It was after hours. Oh. Well. Not really. It was it was an, <laughs> it was an hour before closing time. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And I think at that time we were pretty much the only visitors there. Okay. And so we were talking to one of the uh, workers there, and they ha- they have uh, some gators out where the public can see them much better. Right. But then they ha- went and put them back in the pen with all the others. Right. Yep. They let us help. Oh. So I got yeah. to stand there and hold right. hold one. It was a uh, including the tail, eh, three three and a half foot long. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and I was very brave with it because right. they had duct tape around its mouth. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it, yeah, it, it yeah. couldn't bite yeah, right, me. Right, right, right. <laughs> Understood. I, to, I also told it too. It's like you bite me. You're, you're belt size. That's it. I'm biting you back. <laughs> I'm gonna get you some natty light peach. No, make you no. I wouldn't do that to him. <laughs> I might turn him into into gator nuggets, but I'm yeah. pouring natty yeah. light yeah. peach flavored down. So I'm throat. I'm pretty sure you're right. I'm pretty sure this is gonna be one of them three foot gators, you know, yeah. or smaller. Listen, three foot gator is probably seven eight pounds. 10 pounds. Yeah, yeah. You get to a five-foot gator, you're maybe 30 pounds. You get to a six-foot gator, now you're at 100 pounds. I mean, it's just, it's just, <laughs> exactly. it's just like, womp, you know, was, here we are. You know, foot and a half, you know, and just yeah. trying to think of how these knuckleheads think, you know, foot and a half, two foot, eh, okay, that could, you know, that'll break the skin yeah, and, yeah. you know, maybe a little bit of damage. Yep. Three foot and b- above, I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know. They could probably take a finger off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the pair was arrested October 3rd and charged with one felony count of unlawfully taking an alligator. Authorities were, this, this, is, this is the best part, this is what, Florida man is good for this, this is wonderful. Authorities were tipped off about the illegal treatment of the animal by a complaint from a source at the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. Video of the incident was reportedly taken and shared. Yeah, that's how we found out about all this. Yeah. They, they did all this buffoonery yep. and videotaped it and posted it. Yep. Kepke admitted to being the man in the video on September 17th, but told officers he was not drunk during the incident. He told <laughs> I officers, wasn't drunk. The gator, <laughs> the gator was. was drunk. Uh, 
He told officers he and Osborne released the Gator alive. If convicted, the two could face fines and possible jail time. It's uh, it's one of them, uh, what do they call it again? Uh, felonies to mess with these alligators. Yeah. You can't do it. I mean, um, I mean, if one's coming right for you. I mean, you got oh, yeah, yeah. it's coming right for me. You know, but, uh-huh. but you better not be standing in the pond either yelling that. You know, this is, <laughs> uh, it's I know. Coming, she's coming right for me. I, yeah. you know, as a mama gator and I got next to the nest, but she's coming right for me. These, these fish and wildlife guys, they don't mess around either. I had, uh, I, had a, I had a guy I know opened up his back door and there was a five foot gator on his back patio going for the dog. And he shot the gator and they tried to charge him with killing, illegally taking a gator. He's like, taking it where? Was trying to kill my dog. You know, it was coming after it. You know, the dog's out there making that that bark you've never heard before. Oh, what is yeah. that? What is that? What is that? You know, kind of bark. You know, it's uh, trying try to climb a wall. You know, yeah, yeah. Dad, so, Dad, yeah, what is it? Yeah, what is it? Exactly right. Uh, hey, so so. Uh, all right, Major Bill could not join us, but uh, remember, uh, brothers and sisters, blue and green, keep your vests on, uh, wear your seatbelts, and make sure you go home at the end of your shift. The guys here at Arms Room Radio will be back after the break. Hey, that's us. <laughs> Kel-Tec PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Kel-Tec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off of Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com, and be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast and around the world. Now, here's Earl. 
The following segment is brought to you by Snag Mag. Snag Mag is the premier concealment holster for your magazine. Check them out today at snagmag.com. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios. Hey, uh, we gave you a story last segment about the Florida man who uh, they fed the gators uh, some beer and then tried to get the gator to bite him. Uh, it's definitely a, uh, it was it was bush light, it looks like. Not yeah. Nat, not Natty Light. I apologize I'd, to Natty Light. It was bush light. I'd bite him for that, too. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's about a, about a three foot, two, two to three foot gator. Yeah. Yeah. So that, it's, it's in that 10 to 15 pound range. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. That, you can handle that. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you can handle it. I don't know if I don't know if the gator can handle the beer. I mean, it's yeah, a young gator. Yeah. Gator's not you know you're not twenty one yet. So, it's yeah. Small small body weight. Small yeah, so, yeah, exactly right. What did he have before that? Was he driving? <laughs> you know, there's a whole lot of questions you got there. Had he eaten um, yet? Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, hey, on the line with us we have the uh, we have our, our good friend Mr. Craig Deleuze from Two A News US and uh, with the Firearm Policy Coalition. Uh, Craig, welcome back to the program, sir. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here, gentlemen. Hey. hey. How are you doing, sir? I think the last time we saw each other was two and a half weeks ago, so it's been it's been a very long time again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's always fun. It it it, it, it always is. We did the gun rights policy conference together, which I thought was a a tremendous uh, success for uh, for everybody involved, and hopefully for everyone down the road the next next legislative year. Now that they've been uh, educated on what needs to happen. Yes. Well, hopefully so. Uh, especially when you see some of the stuff that's coming out of places like California right now, it's, uh, it's vitally important that people understand the importance of being engaged. Tell us of the nonsense we have going on in your, uh, your home state there of California. Well, you know, before I, before I do, just to preface real quick, is, is I know everyone re- realizes that, you know, remembers Jerry Brown as, as Moonbeam. Yep. Uh, but the one thing about him was you realize the fact that uh, Democrats controlled both houses of the legislature um, and the governor's office, he realized there had to be an adult in the room. Right, right. So there were often times when, when legislation was so outrageous, he would say, you know what, I think I'm going to veto this just because it's really that bad. Right. Um, the problem now is we have a new governor, Governor Gavin Newsom, uh, whose previous job as lieutenant governor was simply to wake up every morning and find <laughs> out whether or not the governor was dead. Yeah, right, um, right. He's decided that he is not going to be the, the uh, adult in the room, and he's going to sign anything that comes before him. So uh, just yesterday, he had a press conference where he basically said, said, I'm signing all 15 of these anti-gun bills that are before me, and there are two more that I'm still weighing on, but I will likely sign them. And uh, I, I got to tell you, this is the most, the largest number of anti-gun bills that I've seen passed and signed. Uh, in one in one legislative year that I that I can remember, I can't think of any any time where there's been more. This is um, you, you know, I, it's still trying to get on the the bandwagon here for oh, look at all the shootings. Uh, you know, this is anti-Trump rhetoric. This is or is this just uh, you know, other other reasons that you know of why you've had so many pass all at once? Well, exactly. I, I, you know what? I'll give you some examples of some of the stuff. There were two different ways in which they expanded our red flag laws. Um, now, the fact that California was one of the first to pass these laws wasn't enough. They had to be, they had to have the most expansive. Right. So they basically took our existing red flag laws, they expanded it to include uh, anybody being able to request them, meaning, when I say anybody, I mean anybody you work with, right. no matter how big your, your, your company or, or employer might be, 
anybody who is an instructor at a school that you went to up to six months ago, uh, which raises the question, why should someone be able to get an emergency order if they haven't seen you in six months? Right, right. Yeah. Um, it, uh, and anyway, so then there's also a piece of legislation that expanded it from one year to five years. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. That's, uh, that's, that's crazy. That's craziness. Um, the, the, they're, they're just, they, I don't think they care. Do they, I mean, are there other rights they're violating of yours out there? Or is it just the second amendment one? That's the, uh, the redheaded stepchild in the state of California. Do they, are they well, coming around and then seizing your fourth amendment rights for no particular reason as well? Or. Well, well, red flag law, red flag law is actually. <laughs> yes, they do. The violation of your, of your fourth amendment rights. Right. But, uh, interestingly, a couple of some other stuff that he's done. Like, he just advocated for an increase in the gas tax. And then during this year, he also then at the same time said, you know, by the way, the gas tax is supposed to go to fix the roads, but we're going to take several billion of those dollars and we're going to spend it on, quote, unquote, green initiatives. Uh, yeah, green, like money in his pocket, green. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, just it's, it has been outrageous the amount of stuff that this particular governor has done. Um, I, I do, we could do what we could do an entire uh, three-hour show on all of the all of the madness that he has supported and signed into law. As long as it will get him a press conference and get his name, get his picture in the paper, then uh, then he'll sign it. That's 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 what it sounds like. I, you know, you, you've got anything that he'll do for with guns. You know, I don't I don't know. Maybe he he wants to run for president with all the other uh, twenty losers. I have no idea. You know what he's doing. Maybe this is the way to get to get those supporters. Um, it's, um, it's ridiculous. Now there's, there's some other provisions of this that you guys just had passed or also these other, there's other bills as well as j besides the red flag laws. Right. So there's, there's also a bill that will require what they, that deals with what they call precursor parts or 80% lowers or AK flats. Basically he, he doesn't really define them very well, but it would require you to get a separate license in order to be able to sell these parts. And then it would require a background check in order to be able to purchase these parts. They would be highly regulated. You wouldn't be able to order them by mail. And the odd part is, number one, they do a very poor job of describing what parts actually fit under this definition, uh, which basically, I, I, my belief is they just want to get they, they set the background check system. They use as the basis behind it, ammunition, uh, registry, and background check, which... Anybody who's read any stories about the implementation of that since July knows that it is a hot ghetto mess. Right, right. Yeah, exactly right. That's what's, you know, I, I feel for you, you know, and, and, and I, it's, it's a horrible thing that's going on out there. We sat, we talked with you, we sat with, we talked with any, many of the other, uh, you know, uh, grassroots level, you know, fighters of, of these ridiculous laws. What, uh, what does everybody else have to know? You know, we're, 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 we're all over the place. We're all over the country. What does everybody else need to know? How to how to help? How to join this fight with you guys out there in in the West Coast? The organizations that I understand that California is just the front lines. This battle, if it if as this battle takes place, it is going to occur in other areas. Just ask Washington, ask Nevada, ask Oregon, ask Colorado. They will tell you that their their gun laws are currently being Californicated. So we need to use joint organizations like the Firearms Policy Coalition. You can find them at firearmspolicy.org. Uh, you'll find opportunities and ways in which you can support 
uh, the what I call the fight behind enemy lines. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's what legislators make sure your legislators know and understand that you will not support this sort of madness taking place where you live. Outstanding, outstanding, Craig. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, appreciate you having you back on the program. Uh, you know, I know it was a last minute, uh, you know, a confirmation. So appreciate that. How do people? How do people find you? How do people find FPC? How do people find Two A News? Well, uh, you'll find the Fires Policy Coalition at firespolicy.org on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash gun policy. But the best place to find me is at two a news us. That's two a news us. Mr. Craig Deleuze, thank you for joining us, sir. All right, so you gentlemen take care. See you, Craig. Always good. To, always good to have Craig on there. I always appreciate having him on. He's got he's got all the top news uh, coming coming to us there. Now he didn't have no uh, you know uh, alligators drinking beer kind of news, but you know that's uh, <laughs> maybe that's what California needs. Maybe they need alligators. It'll lighten up a little bit. You know, yeah, you know, it'll change their attitude out there. It'll it'll definitely get rid of the whole nobody needs a gun attitude. Yeah, you got uh, you got dinosaurs walking around near you. You you want to be armed. You exactly. Want to, you want to exactly. be armed. You want to be armed. Which, which ironically is the reason why Florida has limited open carry while fishing and hunting uh, and those kind of things because of snakes and alligators and things just like that. It, it's funny you mentioned that. I noticed too all the different states where there are creatures on four legs mm-hmm. that you've got to worry about. Right. They're they're very gun friendly. You know, Alaska. Yeah. You know, you've, you, legitimately, you've got to worry about polar bears. Right. Uh, Wyoming, Idaho, grizzly bears, bison, well, elk. Like California, they got uh, they got cougars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, young young men have to watch out. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going there. I knew you were going. Hey, folks. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks to Mr. Uh, Craig Deleuze. Uh, we appreciate you uh, joining us again. Until next week, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. Remember, keep your head on a swivel. The Keltec Sub 2000 semi automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo.